Open your Bibles with me this morning to Titus chapter 1. Titus chapter 1, what a wonderful day to be in the house of the Lord. What a wonderful prayer meeting we just had behind this wall. I mentioned to one brother this morning, let's blow the roof off this place with our worship. And he said, let's trust that the Lord will come and take the roof off this place and take us home. That's far better. A few hours a week we give the Lord. It's the Lord's day. It's the Lord's house. It's the Lord's people. It's His Word. It's His salvation. He is all in all. We want Him to increase and ourselves to decrease. We want to give Him all that we have today. I read to you the first four verses of this epistle of Paul, one of the three pastoral epistles to Titus. Paul a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began, but hath in due times manifested His word through preaching, which is committed unto me, according to the commandment of God our Savior, to Titus, mine own son, after the common faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior. These four wonderful verses introducing this epistle tell us several things. Faith is the possession of God's elect. God's elect have faith because God's given it to them. It tells us there, according to the faith of God's elect. The Apostle Jude would write and say that when I when I wrote to you about the common salvation, it was needful for me to write you and exhort you that you would earnestly contend for the faith once delivered to the saints. Amen. And we want to be faithful to that. Paul was called to be a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ according to that faith of God's elect. The way, as it's called in the Bible. Their faith was in the gospel of God's promise of eternal life. God had promised eternal life. And it was their faith in that promise that was called the faith of God's elect. And their faith in that promise was a body of truth that acknowledging it leads to a life of godliness. You know, we don't want to merely have a head knowledge of God's election. We want God's election to change our lives. From our heads and our hearts, leading to our feet and our hands, our mouths and our ears and our eyes, pleasing Him in all that we do. The elect have hope of eternal life based on the Lord Jesus Christ. And they have that hope based on a promise that was made before the world began. Which leads to several interesting questions. If the promise of eternal life was made before the world began or some conclusions that we may draw from that statement. Why was it made? Why did there need to be a promise of eternal life made before the world began? Because before the world began, the God of heaven knew exactly what was going to transpire on earth and His great drama of redemption. If it's a promise, it's something He's absolutely going to keep, and there's not a doubt about it. It's not an offer. It's a promise of eternal life. To whom was the promise made? No one existed except God and angels. 
But we all existed in the covenant plan of God, and our names were inscribed in the book of life, and we were charged to the Lord Jesus Christ in covenant before the world began. Wonderful things took place before the world began. Matthew chapter 25 tells us that eternal heaven began preparation before the world began. And we will inherit it soon. And this God that promised those things cannot lie. But hath in due times, and those due times are the times of the gospel, manifested His word through preaching. He gave His word in His decretal council of eternity that He would save His elect. But that was unknown to men without the preaching of the gospel. And so the gospel comes and brings us the glad tidings of good things about this promise that was made before the world began. And it's done through preaching. It's not done through entertaining. It's not done through any other means but preaching. The public proclamation of God's word verbally. And so that's why we come together for preaching. And it's committed to Paul according to the commandment of God our Savior. And so we're so thankful, and we could back up every one of these little clauses and phrases here in Titus chapter 1 with verses in other places, but we would take longer than we should. Are you thankful today that God promised eternal life before the world began? That's our salvation. Are you thankful that in due times He manifested that word of promise through preaching, and the Apostle Paul is our lead preacher? And he had the most beautiful feet of all that brought us Gentiles the gospel. I don't degrade the Lord Jesus Christ when I make that comparison. The Lord Jesus Christ is Paul's Savior as much as anyone else's Savior. But the Lord Jesus Christ was a minister to the circumcision or to the Jews. And the Apostle Paul is our Apostle. He said he magnified his office as the Apostle to the Gentiles. And God committed that Gospel to him. And we're going to look at his declaration and definition of that Gospel in Romans chapter 10. Oh Lord, we're thankful. Are we all committed? to earnestly contend for the faith once delivered to the saints. Are we fully committed that acknowledging the truth is going to lead us to a godly life? That we are going to hold fast a life of godliness and holiness according to the godly character of Paul that preached it and the holy God that we worship. Let us pray. Our glorious Father in heaven, we thank Thee, Lord of heaven and earth, That before there was a heaven and earth, you made promise of eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord to us. You knew our names. You wrote our names in the book of life. You assigned us to one you chose by covenant, even the Lord Jesus Christ, to come and save. We thank thee and bless thee and praise thee, O Lord of heaven. The God that cannot lie promised us eternal life. And, O Father, we thank Thee that there was no mistake in Eden. There was no problem with the human race other than what You had planned for Your great drama of redemption. And we thank You for choosing us in Christ Jesus and saving us. And we thank Thee, Heavenly Father, that in the fullness of time You sent forth Your Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. And then you sent the Spirit of that Son into our hearts, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And, O Lord, this day we cry, Abba, Father, thank you for saving us. Thank you for promising us eternal life through Christ Jesus. And thank you in due time for sending that Gospel to us that made manifest your Word from eternity. 
that we can know the things freely given to us of Thee, things that by natural sight and natural hearing and natural imagination have never entered into the heart of man. But You have revealed them unto us by Your Spirit who searches the deep things of God. And we are thankful for every one of those things. Heavenly Father, this day, we pray that You would empower us by that same Spirit and that You would lift us up to worship Thee acceptably. And Heavenly Father, we might use wild metaphorical terms about blowing the roof off this place, but our brother David said that he ran through a troop and leaped over a wall by Your power. And we pray that this day You'll shake this place metaphorically and that You will bless us and strengthen us and lead us closer to Thee. That we will love the Lord Jesus Christ and be thankful for the word of promise that was given before the world began. And we thank You for it. Heavenly Father, O Lord God, we thank You that You spoke in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. But You have in these last days spoken unto us by Your Son, whom You have appointed heir of all things, by whom also You made the worlds, who is the brightness of Your glory and the express image of Your person, who upholds all things by the word of His power, who has sat down with His work finished at Your right hand. We thank You that You have made Him better than the angels, as He hath by inheritance obtained a name better than theirs. He is Jesus, the Son of God. We thank Thee for Him. And Heavenly Father, this day let none leave this place that have not confessed with their mouth the Lord Jesus and believed in their heart that God hath raised Him from the dead. Heavenly Father, You have commanded all men everywhere to repent. And we repent this day again of our foolishness and sinfulness. And thank You for a Savior in Christ Jesus our Lord. Heavenly Father, let us not come to this table that we shall sit around shortly without knowing who died for us and without loving Him who died for us. And let us live for Him who died for us with our lives. Heavenly Father, have mercy upon us. This day is Yours. The pulpit is Yours. The pews are Yours. We are Yours. Bond slaves for our salvation, but your sons by predestinated adoption. We thank you. We shall serve thee all our days, and especially this day. If you will bless us, we shall bless thee. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. We pray for your kingdom. We thank you for our nation. We pray for our rulers. We ask you to forgive us our sins. We thank you for everything that we enjoy. We pray that you will provide our daily bread that You will not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil, that You will save our children and our children's children by Your mighty grace and power, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.